This is the Limo Show 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 Show. Welcome, guys, to the Limo Show. Today, I'm hosting uh, my dear friend, Mark Mika, who is uh, an expert consultant in um, you know, energy work, fitness, NLP training, and he helps guys uh, actually better their lives in all areas, uh, mostly, um, overcoming limiting beliefs, uh, get to a higher level of consciousness, uh, being able to be successful, whether with their dating life, with their relationships, with their health, with their... Uh, even wealth, money, and um, you know, I've been no- knowing Mark since uh, 2018, something like that. And uh, since then, I've I've seen him like really take over. Uh, you know, all, all over Canada, he's uh, he's having amazing success with his clients. So um, so yeah, welcome, Mark. I'm I'm very happy to have you here. Hey, Limo, how how you doing today? Very good, very good. Thanks. So, um, Mark, can you tell us a little bit about your story, maybe, like how you started? And uh... well, first of all, uh, when I was young, I'm look, I'm five four. I'm a short guy, bald. Like, I didn't have that much success with women, and I was like little chubby guy, and it was pretty difficult for me to actually approach any woman or to do anything in kind of social dynamics, basically. Mm-hmm. So. Um, as I was growing up, I started reading books such as The Game by Neil Strauss or Mystery and all of these techniques of how to approach women. And it's not just about how to approach women, but it's also how to be social in different settings, basically. From then on, I went to do my bachelor's degree in kinesiology, which is the science of movement. Um, I also did a master's degree in applied linguistics. Uh, I traveled in over 40 countries around the world. I was a university teacher. And I came back here and I did my certificate in neuro-linguistic programming. So I have the body and there's the mind. And through the body and the mind, there's a certain connection with different emotion and different uh, movement, basically. Now, the way that we think affects our body. And our body affects the way that we think. So however we think, our emotions and all that will actually have um, an energy in our bodies. Now, however we're going to approach it, there's so many ways that our physical body, our motion, is going to affect our emotion, our energy that is in motion. When approaching women, women feel that energy right away. If the guy's all like stuck or not, or if he's actually like expressive. When it comes to a job or an interview, expressing yourself and showing yourself up, having a different posture, letting the energy circulate changes everything in dynamics. And this is such a fascinating field right now that is going so much further in the next future years. Yeah, exactly. And uh, exactly. I love what you said about posture and, and all of that because your verbal communication is only accounts for 7% of, uh, of how you impact people when you speak. Uh, it's mostly subcommunications, your tone of voice, your pace, etc. So I, I feel like you, you help them a lot with the body posture and, uh, and getting them in motion. So uh, if, if there's a guy that's coming to you and uh, he's, he's really lost about his dating life or he's really lost uh, about taking action in his life, what would you recommend 
him to do, for example, to improve his, his posture, his motion, his, what, what would you say? Uh, the first step that I would tell him is to put his both feet on the ground because no tiger is going to jump and kill him. Nothing is going to come and attack you in a way that you will die tomorrow morning. Unless you go to the hot girl with a guy that's next to him and next to her with a gun that's going to shoot you when you're going to approach her, which usually we try not to approach these girls, if you understand what I mean. Yeah. But your life is not in danger whenever you approach any girl. Not only that, you are not in danger in the way that we are in today's society. So the fear of uh, that we had like thousands and thousands of years ago when we were in a tribe, and if you approach one girl, you're going to be exed out of that, uh, that tribe, doesn't happen anymore. Basically, the, like, the anxiety of approaching, the approach anxiety is not existent anymore in today's society in the way that our society is structured and safe. Now, if the first thing that I would tell the guy is, put your feet on the ground. Like, can you feel the ground under you? Can you actually rest all of your weight on a chair and be able to let go of all these fears and all these problems? Because if you look around, nobody's here to attack you. Nobody's here to kill you. And the worst that's gonna happen, the girl's gonna say no. So who cares? And just the fact that you approached her is a win. So what is the 1% to create a habit of winning success? And that winning success is going to bring even more success. So for me, the first step that I took, because I was not able to approach a girl, even the girl was smiling at me, telling me, like, come here. And I was like, eh, I can't, no. And physically, I would actually clinch up. Instead, I'm like, if I just say hi, it's a success. Yeah. Just a, just a simple hi. I think uh, guys are uh, are really attached to outcomes when the, when it comes to talking to girls. Like they expect something in return, so they have an agenda. And when you have an agenda, uh, you're gonna come off as either needy or you're gonna have a vibe that's different than when you're in full abundance and you don't need anything. And um, I think because uh, because they are so attached to an outcome, to a, a result, um, it affects all their communication, whether verbally or or non-verbally. And uh, I've seen that with many guys I coached because uh, through the years, uh, the, the, this is the most common thing. Like they, they attach too much, uh, you know, too much importance to, to a certain result, whether a phone number, whether getting, getting them on an instant date or something. But what I tell them is, look, um, it's the Pareto principle. Like most, most girls, there's, the, the reality is you're not going to get along with them or either they have something to do or they're busy or they're having a bad day or something. So, yeah, I mean, you can't, uh, you know, you, you can't be successful with, with every interaction and just recognizing that fact and, uh, and lowering your bar of success, as you said, just making it as a win. Um, it's, it's such an amazing uh, turnover in, in terms of mindset. A lot of guys, I think, uh, are very, very attached to, to outcomes. But, but the thing is, you know, for me, I don't know if, if you, uh, that's the case. Sometimes you have that mindset where you know that, yeah, talking to a girl is a win and you know, you know all of that, but you, sometimes you're, you're such in a momentum in your life where, for example, you're focused on work or you're focused on something else that even though you know that mindset and you know, you should approach when a girl comes, you still don't approach just because uh, you think uh, there's going to be another girl or, oh, you know, uh, I just, you know, I'm on my way home. I'm kind of, 
I'm kind of busy, I, I don't have time or something. And you, you make excuses, you know. So uh, that, that's the most common thing I see after you get that mindset of, of lowering the bar. That's the common second excuse of, not, of like not getting into that momentum of, of uh, talking to girls. So what, what do you think? Well, don't forget, when you're at that part, the only thing that's actually blocking you is the will to do it. It's only that. Because at first, basically, you have a lot of will. I really want to, but you're holding yourself back. Afterwards, that bar is not there anymore. You can approach any girl that you want. But the will to do it, like I want to do it, kind of goes away sometimes. And this is when basically like you have a lot of stress and basically the electrolytes in your body are not the same. Now, a lot of people think, oh, it's only psychological, but it's also physical. Like basically what I'm doing right now, I'm drinking uh, lemon juice because lemon juice is actually going to increase the electrons in the body and increase motion in the body. And helps also with the will of the person. Now, I like to do it because I'm an entrepreneur, right? So I, I like to do a lot of work. I like to get mo motion and I like to get going. And I need a lot of electrolytes to do that. Now, if the person does not have a will to do it, it's like stay home and just watch TV. You know what? That's cool if that's what you want to do. But if you have the will to actually succeed in something, you need to put in determination. You need to have a dream and you need to be able to put some work into it to be able to achieve that dream or else you're just going to end up flat because you don't have the determination. You don't have the will to do it. All you have is the idea. But once you have the idea, how are you going to manifest it in today's world? True. Yes. Yeah. So it comes down to having a strong why, why, why you do it. And uh, once you have that strong why and that big dream, that big goal, and now you can, you know, uh, reverse engineer how you're going to get to it and just take massive action and uh, attack, attack, attack and just uh, approach and, and just uh, get, get shit done. I, I think, yeah, that's a, that's a big thing. Yeah. Setting a goal and a target and actually, uh, you know, uh, working towards it every day. Keep going at it. Persist, 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 persist. Determination. A woman likes a man who's determined, not pushy, but determined. Approach a girl, talk to her, awesome. The next girl, approach her, talk to her, awesome. Don't be needy. Don't be always asking for more. Just approach, talk, and be yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what do you think is, um, you know, one of the, the, the main problem when it comes to, you know, social dynamics between, between men and women? Like, what, what do you think is... Uh, you know, the other big issue when it comes to that in your field of expertise? I know it's a broad question, but like, what, what do you think something else? You know, there, there, there's a lot of problems that guys have when it comes to talking to women. But what, what do you think uh, is another problem that comes to you, uh, you know, that comes in a lot of your clients? The number one thing that I think is, that happened to me personally and that happens to a lot of my clients because in a way my clients kind of resemble me when I was beginning, you know, like you approach, like people who actually resemble you kind of approach you to ask you uh, uh, these questions. Yeah. I'm five, four. I'm not, I'm not tall. I'm bald. Not the most good looking guy ever. So for me, it was my own limitations on myself. So what I believed about myself was how other people would actually see me. 
So basically, at one point, I'm like, a girl pointed to the floor. She's like, hey, watch out. There's water on the floor. And instead of thinking, oh, I'm short, I'm like, hey, it's okay. If I slip and I, and I fall, it's not going to hurt. I'm like already short. I'm close to the ground already. So I kind of like put it in her face. And she was like a tall lady, you know? Yeah. But I still ended up pulling her that night because she's like, oh, shit. Like, he's short, but he's making fun of himself. And I can't make fun of him. It's kind of like the end of the uh, Eight Mile movie in Eminem when he just bashed himself completely and then the opposition didn't have anything to say. And then they're like, and they were like all stuck with that. Well, I made fun of myself and I joked around about myself, about my baldness, about how I have a beard but no head on my, no hair on my head or how I'm short and if I'm going to slip, I'm going to fall. And you know what? I'm close to the ground anyway, so it's not going to hurt. So like use your faults that other people might see as faults and use them as strength and use comedy and use happiness to it. You know, who cares? Life is short. Like just joke around and be happy with it, you know? Yeah, self-amusement, self-amusement, detaching yourself from, from that outcome. Uh, yeah, totally, totally. And, um, and um, you know, who's, like, who, who's your biggest mentor? Like, who, who's helped you the most during your journey, you think? Like, who's your top three, for example? Uh, I really like Max, RSD Max, when he was uh, really? doing a lot of this stuff yeah i think he has a nice kind of i don't care attitude mm -hmm. um like he cares but he doesn't care kind of like having that duality but i do believe that uh mystery tyler durden um the game for real neil strauss he i, I actually lear learned a lot a lot a lot from neil just about like he, he thought about something called the handshake have you heard about that one um probably maybe why what is it so Basically, when you go and you actually shake the, the hand of a girl and her hand, let's say, is dry, you're like, oh, your hand is dry. So comment on the environment of the woman or let's say, oh, wow, beautiful purse and start at the environment and then work your way up to what the person is doing because it snaps them out of their reality. It's kind of like a, a break in their thought pattern. So I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, I love your shoes or I love your purse or like I shake her hand. I'm like, oh, your hand's wet. What the hell? And then she's self-conscious about that. Yeah. And then I'm actually free to do whatever I want. Because if she's self-conscious or I gave her a compliment, one way or another, it brings her back to the present moment. And then from here, we can move forward together. So basically, it's making uh, things very relevant to her. And so that she, she's self-conscious about herself. So you're not talking about just about yourself from the beginning. You're talking about her, so she feels concerned. That's what you mean? I, I talk about the environment. I'm like, oh, I love your red shoes. Where'd you get them? Yeah, but so the environment like right away it's, is her. When you talk about her shoes or her hand. It's yes, yes, her. yes. Because you could talk yes. about the environment, so, and you could talk about, for example, I don't know, the bar or the club in general. For me, that's the environment. But when, when you talk about something on her, I feel like it's more you talk about her. I don't know. That's well, you could. That that's one of the ways. Another way, it's like if I actually go to a bar and I actually see a girl, and at the same time, like there's something going on, or there's a really horrible poster somewhere. I actually look at the poster. I look at her. I'm like, would you actually put a poster that ugly in your in your room or like in your house? And yeah. right away, it's like, okay, boom. There's something there, we're gonna talk about that. It's not about you, it's not about me, it's about something here. And then 
get it, identify it with her afterwards. So there's a lot of methods through that, basically. Or if she has, like, a really ugly drink, you can actually comment on the ugly drink that she's drinking, basically. Like, who has a drink with seven colors in it? And, like, just joke around about it. Like, it's not serious. It doesn't have to be serious. Don't be serious. Joke around. Have fun with it. What about you? Who was your number one person? Excuse me? Ah, who's me? Okay. Sorry, I was I was about to go on a rant about how game is actually called. Go game. ahead, go ahead, go go to your rant first. Yeah. Now I was about to say like yeah, as you said like game is it's called a game, so it's it's uh, it's like a game. It's made to it's made to be fun. Uh, it's not made to 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 make you anxious or frustrated or something. And I can understand that a lot of guys have those frustrations and those those uh, those neurotic thoughts about that because. When you think about it, a lot of finance guys, um, IT guys, econ guys, I was studying with them and I studied also finance, economy and, and all of that, you, even back in Montreal. And when you study those fields of, uh, of expertise, you, you always think about failure points. For example, the failure point in that algorithm, the failure point in that curve or something. And um, when you when you talk about failure points a lot and you think about that it's uh, sometimes when you go out uh, subconsciously you're going to think about where's the failure point here where can i fail in this interaction like things like that you know and you're going to think about what's going to go wrong instead of what could go right so i think first of all shifting that and being conscious of this especially for it guys very uh guys that have a very scientific background i think um that that's something to to be aware of and the optimism is a strategy like optimism uh is is the best strategy actually to get it's a skill that you can learn yeah yeah because what why would you expect to why why would you expect for things to go bad instead of going right so yeah that's that's what what i'm thinking (laughs) yeah well, Henry Ford actually said that. Henry Ford, the guy who invented the, the, the car Ford, he's like, if you think you're going to fail or if you think you're going to succeed, either way, you're right. Because whatever you believe in will happen. So if you believe that you will fail, guess what? You're actually setting yourself up to be able to fail. If you believe, oh, shit, I'm going to succeed and I know I'm going to succeed. Well, you're setting yourself up for success. As long as you're comfortable with either scenarios, good. But whatever you believe in will happen. That's one thing that's really important to know. Yeah. So I know you're- So who was your mentor? Who was your guide when you were growing up or when you started? So I had different mentors like through my journey. Um, My first mentors were the classic mentors like Tony Robbins, uh, big guys like that, like Tony Robbins, uh, Brian Tracy, those kind of guys, and I still love them. I still follow them. Uh, however, I, you know, when you when you start in self help, uh, you, you know, you you mostly start with classic books or classic uh, works, you know. And after when you you know when you start reading and reading more, um, you start noticing that a lot of the information is very generic in those books and a lot of information is repeated constantly. And, uh, and so once you notice that you kind of try to see other nuances that you find that not very, very, 
you know, popular coaches or popular uh, celebrities or self-help teachers, uh, you know, talk about. And that's why, for example, books like uh, Levels of Energy by Frederick Dobson are not very famous, but they are, you know, they're, they're super books, like the, those kind of books, uh, they're rare, but they, you, you can find gold nuggets that you can't find anywhere or in the mainstream uh, mainstream events or things like that. So that's why I, I had different mentors through my journey. And right now I'd say the biggest ones are um, Derek Moneyberg. I don't know if you know him. Um, yes, I do actually. But I didn't really follow him. I know of him, but I never really followed him. Okay, so this guy is like, this guy worked with uh, RSD, with Real Social Dynamics for uh, 20 years and more. Like he founded also with, uh, with Owen, uh, with uh, actually Tyler Durden. With the millionaires, right? Who's millionaires? No, it's a, he actually flirts with people with a lot of money and like with uh, yeah. high social status, right? Exactly. He's, he's the kind of coach that coaches like celebrities, uh, you know, things like that. But he has also uh, boot camps that you can take part of. Actually, I signed up for one in May. I'm very excited. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, Derek is a big influence of mine recently because I think he's like in the, in the whole dating uh, industry, I think he's one, he remains one of the, one of the best right now on, on the market. Mm -hmm. um, I think also from a business point of view, Sam Ovens, I don't know if you know of him, he has a company called consulting.com. He's really, really good. Like in terms of business, uh, uh, his, for me, he's one of the best. He has the best courses and programs. Uh, he's okay. very, very, very pragmatic uh, in his teaching. So some ovens, I'd highly, highly recommend. Like if you didn't check it out, check him out, check his YouTube channel. Uh, he's really good. And then there is other, other people like I look up to, like Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, etc. But, yeah. Of course. Well, there's also Ray Dalio. There's a lot of yeah. people that I'm also following. Yeah. In the dating world, there's, there's a, a few that I'm really following that got me started. And uh, now there's a lot more. Like, there's so many. Basically, I read over, what, I would say 50, 60 books last year. About one book a week or a little bit more than one book a week. Mm -hmm. uh, I love audiobooks. Basically, I travel a lot for my work because I'm getting asked to do conferences and talks and coaching and People want to do face-to-face -face coaching as much as online coaching. And one thing that I found that it was extremely important is that it has to be tailored for you. A lot of the courses that you just follow, that you just listen to, they're not really tailored for you. They don't know what you're living. They don't know what you're feeling. They don't know how you're moving. So by talking with a real coach, even on, uh, on Skype or on any other platform, on uh, as long as you are listened and the person knows where you're coming from because your subconscious and your conscious mind are only yours. Nobody else has the same thoughts as you. Nobody else has the same limitations as you and not only you can limit yourself. So having something that is tailored for you is one of the reasons why uh, you said like, oh, they're really, really general. Well, yeah, of course they're going to be general. But then making it tailored for you as a, like having a professional following you, having, let's say, five to 10 sessions with him, talking with him and really getting a different perception on what's going on 
relative to how you're already thinking is very crucial to that. Yeah, man, I, I feel bad for people that um, think they're going to figure out things themselves. Because uh, the truth is, you know, if you want to be good at something, like every champion holding a trophy in, uh, in the World Cup or, or in any, you know, any kind of sport, they have a coach. Like every, every champion, nobody gets in a high level, uh, you know, nobody gets a high level skill set with, with, with no coaches. Like even if you want to learn a, a new field, like you're, you're not going to reinvent mathematics. You're going to learn before, you know, you're going to learn of, from people that came before you, from books, from other people that that, that came before, and um, and yeah, as, we as go to Mark, school for a reason, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah we as go Mark, to school yeah. for a reason because these people are teaching us. Yeah, exactly. And I, I was wondering, like, uh, I know it's uh, kind of, uh, you know, the question isn't related, but I just had in, uh, that in mind, like, because uh, you you work a lot about like. You know, in uh, you work you work a lot of, with guys about dating and things like that. But what what do you think about uh, marriage, marriage and having kids and those kind of things? I was just curious. Oh, like basically, we all have a reason to live. Basically, we all have a purpose. And basically, I've coached some guys that are like, I don't want to pick up a thousand women. I want one. I'm gonna love her for the rest of my life, and I want to stay with her. And Basically, that's what he wants, and that's perfect, the way that it is. Now, the way that society is telling us, you have this, you have to do this, you have to do that, that I'm a little bit against, but you, deep inside, your true nature, you are love. That's what I believe, that every man in this world, we are love. Now, if we're going to love many women and like sleep around and bring happiness to a lot of people, cool. If you're going to actually have a family and build something and grow through that, awesome also. Every individual is different. And if you want to get married and have kids, awesome. But you still need the skill set to be able to approach that woman, to be able to talk to her, to be able to actually seduce her, joke around with her, be yourself. doesn't mean you're going to go flirt with a million women, but that one woman is going to want you, the real you. And not a fig, like an imagination of who you might be. Because guess what? So many weddings end up in divorce because their real personality comes off afterwards because they're not sure of who they are while they were dating. They're still putting on that mask. Yeah. But when you take that mask away and you are yourself and you're flirting being yourself and you're meeting up with one, two, or three different women and being yourself. And that one woman that you really want sees you being yourself with a lot of people, then you know what? You are a social being. She might want a guy who's going to stay at home. Yes, but at least you know how to talk to people. It's being social and being like, in a way, in a community that is going to be important. You as a person being strong in who you are is going to be important also. Yeah, it's so true. A lot of guys retreat when they go when they uh, get married. They retreat in their little cocoon of comfort, and they, um, you know, they they close themselves to to others. And I think a lot of marriages end up uh, in divorce because of that. Because guys uh, kind of um, settle, and they um, and sometimes it's with the wrong woman because they 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 didn't study social dynamics or things like that, and they didn't kind of screen hard about the type of person that's going to 
that's gonna you know get them to a better outcome when they're gonna associate with her things like that like some 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 things that um you know the the study of women psychology can 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 tell you and uh, a, lo a lot of guys end up uh, locked in a in a marriage where uh, the the woman uh, doesn't respect them anymore because they're they're not uh, they're not changing, and uh, and it's it's so bad. And I think a lot of marriages end up uh, in a divorce also because when women marry men, they they expect them uh, to change, and when men marry women, they expect them to not change. And I think <laughs> and I think that's where you know the conflict comes from. What do you think about that? Well, I think that the number one problem in society is that once we are comfortable, we stopped evolving. Now, if you read, like I read a lot of books and in a lot of these books, they say, if you stop evolving, if you stop adapting and growing as a person, genetically speaking, you die. Basically, this is the whole nature of human beings is to evolve, continue evolving, procreate and keep evolving and keep growing and keep learning and then pass on that knowledge to the next generation and keep evolving. Now, when we're in a comfort zone, we stop. And when we stop, what do we do? We don't go out, our energy stays stable. We don't move anymore because that comfort isn't there anymore. Like the comfort is there. So basically, it's kind of like the walls closing in and just like having a really heavy cover on you which feels so good sometimes to just have that comfort of that weight on us. That's like, ah, oh, I can just let go and not do anything. But then the more I stay with that cover on me and just staying like with that weight, the less I have strength. And the more I just stay like this. And then at one point I wake up and I'm like, I can't move. This weight has been so heavy. Now that comfort has been so heavy that, I need so much more energy to get rid of it, to be able to actually get going again, to get moving. So yeah. one thing that I know for sure, and one, like one aspect that I really know, like I, I write a lot of things in my note, basically in my notebook. Um, one of them is, did I write it down? I wrote it somewhere. Um, if there's one thing that I know is that as a human being, I learn and I grow. And if I stop learning and growing, I will die and I will get smaller. And for me, growth is so important as a human being to keep growing in love, in care, in helping others, in con contributing. Because we as humans, as men, we are made to love and we're made to change something or to adapt something. And we have a higher purpose than just being comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, your mind is exactly like a garden of flowers. If you don't take care of it and you keep maintaining it and growing it, uh, eventually it's gonna it's gonna die. So, yeah, it's 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 exactly that. And uh, I don't hang out with people that don't have a growth mindset. I think you as well, mostly, because uh, you know most of these people that have a fixed mindset, they're toxic. They have limiting beliefs, things like that. The only people that I hang out with that have a fixed mindset would be clients. To convert them to a growth mindset <laughs> so. or a family because there's still love yeah. you know like w if you don't have love for those who don't want to do this at least with my energy with my love for them i can even not convince them because it's not about convincing it's about 
influencing them about loving. Like influencing them of love and caring and being together. And you know what? I still love you the way you are, but I still need to work on me and I still need to evolve who I am as a person. Yeah, exactly. So how do you get rid yourself of toxic people in your life, for example? Like how, how do you deal with toxic people? And uh, how do you get into a point where, like, how, how do you connect also with people that actually have a growth mindset and that are, quote unquote, high value or, you know what I'm saying? Well, the number one thing is I try to, um, in French, we call it un malentendu, a misunderstanding, basically. A misunderstanding means that you do not understand each other. So for me, the first step of like uh, being able to help them or being able to help myself to keep them in my life because I love being around people, then it's to actually just love them where they are right now. And if they're in that comfort, awesome. But I'm still going to try to keep a distance between uh, how I'm going to give out my energy towards these people around because they, it kind of, they suck their, that energy because Sometimes they need that energy to get out of that comfort, which I'm happy to provide some. Sometimes they actually just suck the energy because they don't want you to have it because it's kind of like a competition world that they have. Yeah. Now, with that being said, I try to show them a lot of love and tell them like, okay, that's where you are and that's cool. For me, I love me also. And since I love myself also, I'm going to move on and I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. There's no reason to actually be upset or be mean or anything. Like, people live, people die. People move on, people stay comfortable. And, dude, I was in my comfort zone for, like, six years, and I was not doing shit. And I was just staying at home and watching TV and, like, playing video games and watching rerun, reruns of Friends, like, nonstop. Like, I know every episode by heart now. But at one point, I'm like, you know what? Change is going to happen. And I brought that energy up. I went to the gym and I started working out. I lost about uh, 30, 45 pounds. And that was after I did my bachelor. So I used all that knowledge that I had. I applied it. And now I'm going further and further and further, developing a company. And I'm moving forward with coaching and also with higher self. It's been two years that I'm, I'm in higher self right now. And I'm building myself up first before I'm able to help others. And you're doing the same thing too. You know, like you're building yourself up to be able to help more people. And this yeah. is what we're all about. We're about humanity. We're about contribution and we're about love and to help each other out to achieve something better. Yeah, you, you can't pour from, from an empty cup. Exactly. You have, you have to fill it yourself and refill it and then pour it down to others. And uh, yeah, um, you know, I know we've, it's been like almost 30 minutes we're talking. Um, I just had uh, an, like one or two other questions and then uh, we can wrap up. Um, Let's the, do it. Yeah. One, one of the questions uh, I'd like to ask you is, what are, what are the top habits that really got you into a successful, um, you know, a successful state, a successful life? Like, what are the, the top three, three habits that benefited you the most? Top three habits. Uh, number one is writing the day, week, month journal. Have you heard about that one? Um, a little bit, I guess. Now that you say day, week, so, month, like I can imagine. But yeah, how do you? So basically, it's very simple. 
in the month column, you write everything that you want to accomplish this month. And then one item at a time, you're going to move it to the week. And then like another item and another item. And then like basically I'm going to have maybe 10, 15, 30 items in the one month, what I want to achieve in that one month. And I write them down on a regular basis to be able to add more. And then I move them to the weekly basis. And then I keep moving them to the daily. So every day I'm going to have a few tasks that I need to accomplish. And then these tasks that I accomplish, I put them somewhere. Because then I'm going to be like, okay, you know what? What did I accomplish today? What is that 1% habit that I accomplished today? And that 1% might be, uh, I clean my room, I pass a vacuum, and I mop the floor. Well, guess what? If I do this on a regular basis, then it's going to be a big success because I'm not going to be shy or ashamed of my place when I'm going to bring a girl. You know what I mean? Like it's small details that leave, like alleviate so much of my stress, basically, and that I keep growing and growing and growing and growing. That's number one. Number two is keep focusing on why I'm doing something. If I'm always about like why, 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 then it's because I want it to be strong within my values, within who I am as a person in this world. So I start big to be able to make it smaller so that when it's this small and it's a bite-sized information, I take that bite-sized information and I can grow from it. So that would be my second way to actually keep my growth mindset. Uh-huh. Number three, Audible. Audible for me has been majestic. Like basically, if I if I check right now, um, I think I read over like twenty something days worth of books, and I keep reading over awesome. and over again. Oh yeah, like it's it's so important to continue learning. And in school, you were fo- forced to study something. You were forced to study math, science, uh, arts all of these things you know what 90 percent of these things i don't care about anymore but what i do care about is uh social dynamics i care about thought process i care about movement i care about joy i care about levels of energy and (laughs) my dog just passed and basically all these things are very important to me and continuing education hi say hi nala (laughs) (laughs) continuing education for me is a the number one thing, continuing to grow myself to be able to better apply this knowledge to others, which I would say are my three things that I really love doing and what has helped. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I found, yeah, I found it uh, really cool myself to be able to read to audiobooks, things like that, because you basically have the, the, the world's knowledge between your ears at all times. Like you can, you can just be at the gym and be read a book while working out or you can be going somewhere like the the world is is your university wherever you go kind of and it's it's so so amazing i i really find it also like i think yeah the same for me in terms of audiobooks um and the last question yeah so cute what's the race of the dog by the way she's a jindo i saved her in south korea they were gonna eat her in south korea so i Whoa. I stole her and I brought her back <laughs> with me. Yeah. You really brought her from South Korea or you? Shit. I, I actually said I lived there for 10 years. Ah, okay. So I didn't when know. When I lived there, as I came back, I brought her with me. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know you lived in South, South, South Korea. Yeah. Awesome. 
so one of the things uh, I wanted to ask you is um, one second. I'm, I'm hesitating between a few questions because um, so okay. So if you if you had to come back to your younger self, like ten years ago. Um, what, what would you tell yourself to save yourself some of the headaches or some of the mistakes you've made? That's a really good question. Um, I think I would just tell my younger self, don't take everything so fucking personally. Like, it's not about you. You're not the center of the world. It's like, basically... If you're afraid that somebody's going to judge you if you do something stupid, try to remember one thing that other people did stupid when they approach a woman. One thing. And it's so difficult to find that one thing that other stupid people did around. Like, it's, it's, it baffles my mind how I'm always afraid, 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 afraid. And what I would tell myself, like, don't take everything personal. Don't be afraid of everything and just try some things. Try something new. Invest in what's really important. If you have a good coach, a mentor, keep him for like the next one or two years and evolve with that coach. And if you think that, okay, I can't evolve anymore, good, then go to another coach where he can push you a little bit further. But finding a mentor is going to be, it was, it was, it would have changed my life completely. That would be like one of the things. Another thing, don't take everything so personally. Like, nobody cares, basically. If you fail at approaching a girl, if you fail at a business, if you fail at anything, don't put all your life savings into it, but don't try. Like, just try, 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 and try. Yeah. yeah. Great, man. I love it. I love it. But tell us, so if people want to contact you and get in touch with you or work directly with you, how, how can they... Uh, reach you out so basically on instagram i'm at lifecoach.mika and also on facebook at lifecoach.mika um, i offer a, a variety of different services mostly targeted towards coaching and towards personal training and basically gathering both together to be able to achieve your higher person basically amazing amazing so guys check him out uh go on facebook uh, lifecoach.mika or on Instagram and uh, get in touch with him uh, you'll see he's a very cool guy and uh, you're, 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 you'll get a, a lot of shit done in your life if you contact him I'm sure so uh, thank you so much uh, Mark and uh, see you very soon and it was and a pleasure see you thank you very much Limo take care see you